as I make my way. The fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame. It's no surprise I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to wait. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. Oh, yeah, you damn right. Hustler and Bogard back with fantasy news today. And uh, we got a little bit of news to break down, but we are 50 days away. From the start of the NFL season, 50. And uh, all I got to say is, are you ready? Oh, yeah. And that's not good enough. Are you ready? And we are waging war. We got war. We got battles. We got the fantasy war that's about to happen. And all I got to say is if you are down, with the hustler and Bogard, we got two words for you. Suck it! Yeah, a lot of crotch chops are going to be happening this year. We're going to tell everyone what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. What up, Antonio? What up, birthday twin? Yeah, and Chase said Hump Day. Let's get it going. Shout out to everyone up in the chat. And first thing we got to talk about, uh, why don't we talk about a little Jimmy G news since it's uh, real nice and fresh right now. Hey, I just got the phone call. Jimmy's ready to go. You know what I mean? And, and I know Hustler. See, I had to I had to cut Hustler off before he went first because I know what he's I know the angle he's gonna try to take. <laughs> but Jimmy's ready to go, and he's ready to go in a trade. That's what I mean. He's throwing, he already passed the physical, and they got and they got the word, they go ahead and explore the options for trades. And you know what's funny about that is it wasn't like they couldn't. It, it, I mean, one that they didn't have permission is that they they couldn't because he can. He had to pass a physical first. You know what I mean? Yeah, no one's gonna no one's gonna trade for someone if they can't pass a physical. I know some dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, the Nets signing Kevin Durant, right? That's maybe one of I those. Mean, <laughs> I mean, the Browns. They although Watson's a clean bill of health. You know what I mean? His situation's rather injured. Definitely dirty. Definitely dirty right there. What up, Francisco? And uh, and I've been talking about this since literally the day that uh, Baker Mayfield got traded away with all the Watson news is uh, that makes sense. Jimmy G going to the Browns. Browns got $48 million in cap space right now, so they can afford him. Obviously, um, it means that Watson probably won't be playing for the year. I mean, that's what I would assume. That's the only reason they're going after him. Um, they would be going after Jimmy, but we're going to find out real soon. And cause it's everyone who thinks that Jimmy is going to go to Seattle. Like I, I just want whatever you're smoking because like that shit is never going to fucking happen. I mean, we would have to cut him. Yeah. And then if we cut him, who's to say he want to go there. Right. What if like Jimmy doesn't want, you know, I mean, this is one thing about Jimmy that bothers me. 
is that I feel like Jimmy always has bad bitches to fuck in, in the celebration <laughs> fashion, whether he needs to celebrate or not. You get what I'm saying? Like, he's okay. He doesn't panic. He doesn't panic. He's cool under pressure. Yeah. Like, he's like, that's ah, all right. I still got 12 bitches after this. You know what I mean? Like, he's not tripping. When it's like, I want that fire, burning fire and desire. I don't know if Lance has that, but I'm willing to take that chance. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag take a chance on Lance. But my point is with Jimmy is like, what if he's okay with not being a starter? He could stay with us or he could, you know, go to New England, like where they love him over there. You know what I mean? Like, you never know. I mean, Brady won't allow him to go to Tampa. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. That's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for all we know, I mean, shit, he could be like, hey, I'll be a backup somewhere for a year, wait for more opportunities to come up. You know what I mean? I mean, he wasn't exactly fighting for this Niner job. You know what I mean? I mean, he, just, he never had he, too cool. He never had to fight for it. He, when he came over, it was given to him. And well, I'm talking about like now that you know, like he said his goodbyes. Remember before before they announced he had to get a surgery, mm-hmm. he was like, "Yeah, I enjoyed my time here. You know, things you know things happen." And you know, he basically said his goodbye. He went like, "I I wanted to stay here, but they, no." He said none of that. He was like, "All right, then y'all, I got 12 bitches waiting." <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what that's called? It's called the takeaway move right there. It's like, I'm not even going to give you the chance to kick me out the door. I'm just going to p- say peace out because I'm still under contract with you idiots. And uh, <laughs> right, we'll, we'll figure this out one way or another, I guess. And fantasy yeah, right. guy in the house. What up? And I get right fantasy network. Yeah. yeah. And ignorant thinkers in the house. Ignorant thinkers. What up? Podcast, what what up? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah, the, the, the Jimmy thing, it's, it's never, it's never going to stop. Until, I what do you? What have you always? What have you always said? Right right. What's, your, what's your Jimmy saying? It, it's your right or I'm right. It's basically you're right that he stays. I'm not gonna say you're right that he's a starter, but you're right that he stays. And in, in my version of you being right, he makes him the backup. No, I and know. Then, but what, what did you always say last year about Jimmy? Oh, oh, listen. If Jimmy don't get hurt, Jimmy don't, and Jimmy don't play bad, Jimmy don't get, Jimmy don't lose job. You know the other one. And how about the other one? We, did, uh, we went ugly with handsome Jimmy. And it's about to get ugly because that's how Jimmy likes it. It's about to stay ugly over there. <laughs> I'm really, really ugly, man. <laughs> He's not going to make it easy. Um, Here's one really- thing. That line, that line, it, 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 you know, losing Tomlinson on, on that left side, like, these are some real issues, you know what I mean? Um, you know, get, get, Getting the ball out quick is something Jimmy can do. You know what I mean? He got that, you know, that inside elbow torque. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that, that, yep. that he, he, he ripped that off from Brady. You know, you got to get that 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 ball out real fast. And, and Lance well, don't see, that's one thing. That. Hold on, just right there. Because that's one thing that you can never take from anybody. It doesn't matter. You can never take the knowledge that you learn away from the person. I you mean, look, look at Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady. Uh, you know, th- those two sp- specifically, they were always at the top of the league and, and quickest release. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they they never played behind the best offensive lines. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, you know, they're, they're aware of that. So that was part of the game plan. You know what I mean? Even Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers went over to Indy for that last year. And they had the, one of the best lines in the game. And he yeah. still was getting the ball out quick. He just couldn't <laughs> help himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not taking those hits, man. When you start getting closer to 40, I mean, you know, his kids will come in, jump it, jump on his back. 
off the couch and shit. Ah, ah, like you can't just imagine, you know, a big ass defensive lineman, you know, 200 pound brick shit house, you know, just come and hit me right in the back. Like, ooh. And everybody wants to kill Philip Rivers. He's talking a gang of shit that's uh, without no profanity. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> that's the worst, right? Because like you can't, like everyone wants to talk shit to Philip, but if you you throw a curse word around there, like hey, a little bit too far there, guy. Okay. Hey, well, <laughs> we don't play that far nugan around here. <laughs> Man, fucking rivers. He's like uh I mean not in real life because the, the guy's a douche in real life, but the dad on seventh heaven, you know, there's such a church going like family, but they got like seven kids. Or whatever. Right. You know? <laughs> Rivers is my, he, he's our age too, so he, or he's my, basically what a couple years older than me. I, th- so I he, think he might, yeah, he might be like forty right now. He's like thirty nine or forty. Okay, yeah, so he's like three. Yeah, but he's like three years older than me, maybe four, because he might be turning forty one. Either way, the point is that motherfucker. He's turning forty one this year. Okay, there you go. So he's turning forty one, right? Three years older than you, and how many more kids? Seven more kids than you? <laughs> I think he, he might got have eleven kids. I think he got me by five. That's still- <laughs> I know him and Kamardi were good. They were going back to back. It was like Kamardi. He like he started getting some fame, you know. And it was like every uh, every city he went to that year, racking up these interceptions and slaying, you know, these women down. And uh, so he got all his he jumbled was, up. He was taking him to the house. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> he was picking him up and taking it to the crib. Man, the thing that's the craziest about Cromartie, the thing that is just so insane. This dude had a vasectomy and had three kids after having a vasectomy. Hey, listen, man. That <laughs> is what I call destiny. Yeah, I'm like, those are some strong swimmers right there. I will tell you that. Well, I, would, I would always watch that kid, too. I'd be like, watch, keep an eye on that kid. That kid. <laughs> He's destined he's for greatness. He's up to something. No, no, even, even the other way, in every way. Just keep it on. Take your eyes off that kid. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like, uh, like his first like eight You'll kids or whatever. Because I swear he has like fourteen kids, and it's like his first eight kids are with like eight different women, and then like he's got six kids with the last one. See, he found that one. He's like, these are good genes right here. Yeah, <laughs> these right here, these are Cromartie's. <laughs> so those other ones, I just paid for them. He's like, he's like, I, I have visitation. <laughs> No, but look, you got. Uh, they had the yeah, they had the reality TV show around his whole family. Yeah, it didn't last too long. I mean, it wasn't that entertaining, but I mean, isn't there hella Cromartie's also? Not just like you know, uh, it was like it's the other one. Yeah, Cromartie. Um, what's his, something Cromartie? That's his cousin or something. Okay. Yeah, he was the. Yeah, yeah he wasn't handling. He probably only had about one or two kids. <laughs> The hyphenated, the hyphenated Camardi. Oh, that's uh, right. Deep. Yeah, what was it? Something, co- I don't remember what the hell it was. But I remember in one Madden, uh, one Madden franchise that we drafted, I drafted both of them as my top cornerbacks. And that's when Camardi was like the shit, you know, yeah. on uh, on Madden. So I remember that, that, uh, that, that team was squatted up. Was he, was he always with the Jets? Who? Camardi? Yeah. No, he started with the Chargers. Okay, did he finish with the Jets? I think so. Okay, he. I, I feel like he went to the Jets way longer, like way later. Actually, I mean, How it was, long was the Chargers, like five so, years. 
So he's with the Chargers from 2006 to 2009. I guess it wasn't even that long. And then uh, he only had one contract. Yeah. And then uh, went to the Jets for four years and then Cardinals for one Jets again. Okay. And then the Colts. He went back to the Jets. That's what that was. Okay. Yeah. So he's played, he's had two stints on the Jets. Yeah. I remember him uh, revitalizing his little career though uh, with, with the cards though. Cause like, you know what I mean? It was like him and, and Pat P. I mean, that defense was nasty. I mean, no, that's yeah, nasty. nasty defense. Young, uh, no, hold on. What Ch- no Chandler Jones wasn't there. Young. See, now, now let's go down that road real quick. Chandler Jones, did he start with the Patriots and then they let him go? Or like, how did that's that true. I remember he had two stints with them. Then he went to the then, I know he was with the Browns too. Like he had he bounced around everywhere. Then he was with yeah. the Cardinals at one point. I mean, I know he was on the Cardinals, but I swear that that was his uh, like his second stint. Um, or like second team, anyways. Um, but yeah, so they had Camardi, they had Calais Campbell, there's another Savage. I mean, they had Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> Ted Ginn. Um, oh yeah, Teddy Ginn Jr. was there. Yeah, he's, he's Renzo kind of, Alexander was there. He's kind of a curse, bro. Anytime he's with a team, they, they go far but don't win the big one. He's one of yeah. those. Like he's like he's like the common denominator in, in all those teams he's been a part of. Like he was yeah. part of that Super Bowl Carolina team. Yeah, uh, yeah, the kid, the MVP cam year. Uh huh. I mean, uh, he was part of my Niners. Uh, I, I, I want to say going back to 2012, he was part of that team. Damn. When we lost to the Ravens, he just brings the special teams up a little notch. He was with uh, the Saints when they got screwed. <laughs> he was on that team. <laughs> yeah. That's just funny when the Rams made the Super Bowl because that stupid ass, like, non call or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that? Bradley Roby Col- Coleman? Colby, Bradley Roby. Oh, uh-huh. yep. Blasted yeah, that. It? Antonio throwing out Revis Island. Man, I mean, yeah. that Revis Island was just a different beast, man, because, like, he was taking on everybody's yeah, number one. Back. When they bought him back, they're like, hey, come back over here. Come back over here. We got we got Revis, too, this time. You know I mean? Yeah, it's like, you're going to get some action. You're going to get a lot of shots over there. Because no one was testing Revis because there was literally, like, I remember, like, one of those years where it was, like, I swear it was only like DJ Moore or someone who had like over a hundred yards on him. And like one of them was like a 50 yard, like fluky ass play where he like caught it off his leg or like some shit. Like Revis did everything and it took some crazy ass fluky play for, uh, for DJ Moore to get some, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Hold on, DJ Moore? DJ no, Moore. no, it couldn't have been DJ Moore. I'm remembering the Panthers though. I, I don't know why I'm remembering it's the like, Panthers. It was Steve Smith. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, cause Steve Smith, he used to dog out. All the badass corners back then. Remember, remember, yeah. Tlaib started with Tampa. Oh yeah, and what like up, they had battles, bro. Oh yeah, it was yeah, I mean, <laughs> for a long time. They had battles. Smith is dope. Like man, we need another wide receiver like him in the league. Like someone small who's got like a chip on their shoulder and plays like they're six five. Well, I always said I felt like Tyreek Hill was built like Steve Smith. But like, you know, had skill set of like a goddamn. I mean, know. he's faster than Steve Smith as well. He's faster, but his like the his his like he was he reminded me of like Percy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's built like Steve Smith, and he reminds me of Percy. You know, but he's faster like no other. Like I don't think we've ever seen someone that fast. Right. Like video game fast. Like you right. know where it actually translated from the forty time to. The- <laughs> Yeah, him and CJ2K are like really like, like fastest motherfuckers ever to play in the NFL. 
Because it's like they put on pads and they don't slow down. I mean, you remember John Ross? He was so fast. Yeah. He fucking he beat the record. He the four he has the 40 time record. Oh shit. He, yeah, and he didn't wear the Nikes because Nike for hella long had a promotion where if you break CJ2K's uh <laughs> thing, they'll buy you an island. Oh damn. Yeah, like you know, there's like there'd be islands up like that for sale. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, I, I've seen them. I, I went and looked when we're when yeah, we're right. <laughs> and so here's John Ross. Uh, when did he come in the game? 2017, something like that. 2016, so, 2017, so shit, bro. But right before it, he changed his shoes from the Nikes to the Adidas, bro, because Nike wasn't showing him no love. Like you, and you know, he was one of the top end prospects. He goes in and breaks the shit, bro, and like doesn't get the island. Man, I know having an island would be nice. They're not that expensive. These motherfuckers got cars that are worth more than some of these islands. Oh, so that's all it was. You get the island that motherfucker is like, listen. Yeah, you get like the $40,000 island or the $30,000 island. They'll be like, in February, this thing's whole thing's underwater, okay? You come back in June. You can only visit. Yeah, you can only visit in the summer months when it's when it's winter and it's high tide. You can't even find it. That thing is gone. <laughs> I believe it. <coughs> and who knows? Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't break it with the Nikes. Maybe the Nikes were just a little bit heavier and slowed him down. You know, a couple tenths he, of a second or something. He popped his hamstring running that thing. And then the Bengals draft him in the first round, and he's a bust for for like the first like hell of years. He just that hamstring fucked him up forever. Yeah. What up, forever. Crispy? What up, dude? What up? All right, so here's a piece of news. Just before we get off the 49ers altogether, um, you know, I mean, everyone's trying to find stories right now because there's literally nothing until like camp actually starts. We got like two weeks, uh, or well, less than two weeks before the shit starts. Uh, getting ramped up but one of the things out of the 49ers camp they wanted to make it a point um to let everyone know that jeff wilson is the primary backup to elijah mitchell see here's what i heard is that elijah mitchell is the primary back <laughs> he's the starter so like just for anybody that has any you know what I mean? Oh, they try to draft Davis, Davis Price and they have Sermon and all. Oh, Je- uh, my name is Jeff Wilson. And, you know, what I mean? Trey I mean, Sermon. You know what it is? He can pass pro. Boom. That's it. That's yeah. why he's like, you know, if they ever needed to go hurry up or if they and, and Jeff Wilson, you know, I, I love Jeff Wilson because in reality football, I've been at some of those games where it's like the one against uh, Arizona back in 2019. You know, we're in we're in Santa Clara and we got Wilson is Al Bundy in real life. Four touchdowns, yes, he is in one game. (laughs) That's that's him, bro. Hell yeah, that's his claim to fame. And if I was him, I'd be I'd be telling everybody about that every single time. Was it on like Monday night or anything? I can't remember what the game. It was was a it was a Sunday day game. It was the regular one o'clock slot. You know what I mean? West Coast. So you know, what I mean, it was like as, a, a, a as the story as the story grows, it'll evolve from a Sunday game to yeah. Sunday night football to oh, it was Monday night football, four touchdowns in one game, and like this was Jimmy's, you know, like 
where it's like, you know, Jimmy has a handful of these comeback victories on motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. like, he gets right, here we go. Here's a good question for you from Chase. How do we feel about Elijah's ADP? So I feel it's I a little it. bit, it's a little bit too high. But I do six round. Ah, come on, man. No, he's going higher than the sixth round in a lot of drafts. But sometimes I was gonna say, but if he does fall to that sixth or seventh round in a super flex, you know, I'm not fully out on it because that means he's got to be going around RB twenty to twenty five somewhere within there. I'm okay with him as like. If, like, I happen to have him as my third, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Probably the only situation I have him, though. You know what I mean? And there's been in some dynasty leagues I have him. He's my number two. I don't like it at all. You know what I mean? Well, see, because there's a big camp on Twitter of these uh, of people thinking that, you know, if you're going zero RB, that he's going to be, like, one of those solid RB1s that you could get, you know, and, and wait. Well, I mean, you know, idiots say a lot of things. You know? <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? And don't only during this time of year, you know what I mean? Yeah. They come out the woodwork, like, you know what I mean, with their proclamations and shit. And Tim Patrick's is going to be the number one receiver in Broncos type of bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people, are, people are smoking some good shit. That's all I know. I mean, I, I'm I smoking some of the best weed around. They're on that other shit, though. Hold on. I smoke the good, and I get struck with brilliance. You know what I mean? <laughs> These guys might be smoking some of that wambo. Yeah, we know that they're not opening that third eye because if they had a little bit of these mushrooms, you know, they would realize that they'd probably want to slap themselves for saying some of the things they say. Yeah, or like um, all you guys that be like yelling in the camera. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like while you're recording a video by yourself. It's kind of crazy, man. (laughs) Like if I'm talking like this, the same way I'm talking just like this, exactly this way. When I'm talking to you on the screen, it doesn't seem crazy to me when I see people <laughs> posting videos and they're like, Michael Gallup, and blah, blah, blah. Who are you yelling at, man? <laughs> and it got like 11 likes. You know what I mean? And you got like, you know, a couple, like a thousand plus followers. Like, it's probably, you know what I mean? You're probably not that captivating. You know what I mean? And it's okay. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just here to make fun of those guys, I guess. <laughs> I'm terrible too, but I'm also the most awesome you've ever seen. <laughs> you need bad guys like me. And uh, Hess, he said only a few guys you could take when going zero RB or hero RB. And Mitchell definitely isn't on that list. Okay, so look at this. Before Fournette really like jumped up, right? I th- you know now again hell away. I think Fournette. I probably rather have Fournette if he falls down that range. You know in that range who I'm loving. Probably Josh Jacobs, I hate to say it, being a Niners, fuck the Raiders, but at the same time, like that, it's like I feel safer about him. I actually, I'll probably have like him and, and, and Elijah's like splitting hairs. And and actually, him, Elijah, James Conner, all those motherfuckers that in there, well, yeah. you can make a case against those guys, but those are the guys you're targeting. You know, well, here, here it goes. Here it goes. Here it goes. Cause you already said it. Fournette, Connor, um, Josh Jacobs. Uh, Travis Etienne, maybe more at the top, kind of these tier guys, um, and then AJ Dillon is right amongst those guys where he's going. So I mean, it's like take your pick of the litter, but I mean, you know, like I, I don't fault anyone. All those guys are kind of like in the same tier for me. I will say this though: this time last year, I feel better about this area of the draft because last year it was like Chase Edmonds, My, uh, Miles Gaskin, right? You know I mean? um, yeah. 
you know, it was like, you know, Devin Singletary. It was it's like, it's all these guys who are like teens to like 24. It's like they're all yeah. kind of lumped up in that same little range. But there's a lot of interesting guys here, like the ones we just said, like the Josh Jacobs, Elijah Mitchells, James Connors. That range is awesome. If you're going to go receiver early or just anything else earlier than running back. You know what I mean, yeah. or if you're going quote unquote hero and you get one, you know, one big dog running back. I love those guys as twos and threes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ones and twos is a little, eh, but you know what? You but you that, that that must mean you're strong elsewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like if you go zero RB, you got to get three of those guys who are going to be somewhere mm-hmm. like ranked fourteen to thirty, like somewhere. You got to get like three of those guys, or else you're going to be like just behind the eight ball. I love like trying to diagnose who's gonna be like who's gonna jump into that top eight right from outside of that fucking yeah top four, right? and like who's gonna do it not because of injury like that's and another who, thing too exactly exactly always gonna be people who sneak in like there's gonna be a couple people get hurt in the first couple weeks you know and they're ranked high you know for the week or whatever and then they get no points like, they got hurt. Sense, like there's guys i feel that can make that jump but then you know the people that yell at the camera and, and make these proclamations, they, they're the ones that push up these guys, like Javante Williams, for example. You know what I mean? Or, I had to push him down because so many people are pushing him up so high. Yeah, and then like, and then when they sign back Melvin Gordon, which we all saw coming, right? Then like no one gets they, – they get a little quiet, but no one like – yeah, uh, uh, brings it back a little bit. No, everyone just kind of stands their I ground. Really- I really think I don't think that uh, Javante and Gordon can sustain RB ones. You know, I don't think they could be Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But I bet like Gordon could be a low end RB two, and Javante could be a high end RB two, like to finish the season and for a lot of like weeks. But I doubt Javante has too many RB one weeks. I mean, I, I guess if he gets seventy percent of it. You know what I mean? And like, cause what did he do with two, uh, uh, how many carries did he have last year? 130 attempts, uh, uh, something, something more than that. But I know they were damn near was identical. Was it more yeah, they that? had more. I feel like they both went over 200. Oh, they might've been both at the 200 marker. You might be right. right. It was like super close to that. Let me, let me go. They check. Had like Identical numbers. Don't, yeah, but, but, very, very close. Javante had him in, in the receptions. Cause Javante had about like 42. You know I mean? Yeah, because Melvin Gordon can't catch for shit. That's oh, always man. been like something. And it's only, the only reason he even caught balls with Rivers is because Rivers like is like he just he's always gonna safety valve it. See, you know? Dude, it's fucking crazy. 200, 203 rushes mm-hmm. to two hundred and three rushes, like literally the exact same amount. Melvin Gordon has nine eighteen. Javante has nine oh three. Yep. Four touchdowns for Javante. Eight touchdowns for Melvin Gordon. I mean, there's going to be a swing, but man, I mean, this is going to be a 1A, 1B. Like, people are crazy if they don't think that. You know who I like that no one's talking about a lot is cap makers, too. Like, just to go to somebody who I like at this this time of the year, what I've been noticing is he's, you know, he tends to fall. He's also, I mean, we're literally not even talking about him. He's in that group of guys. Yeah, in that group. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, you know, just the offense he's on, I expect him, like, you know, realistically, him to move up. They're bombs. Yeah, crazy, but we literally—I literally forgot him, and he's in in that range with all those guys, also. Yep, and then like, 
Melvin Gordon, he's going to be – I really don't like Melvin Gordon. I mean, I was high on him, like, so much, like, early because, like, my Charger fandom was, like, coming into play. And, like, he's always starting hot. Like, first 10 games, he's always money in the bank. But he was always fucking getting hurt. I love the value on Melvin Gordon because I don't think he's going to drop that far off. Like, maybe his touchdowns drop. Yeah. But, I, I mean, 200 touches – for 900 yards, I mean, that's totally in the cards. You know, I mean, he had, let me see. Better offense. Better, better offense. Yeah. Um, 28 so receptions. Even if it ain't 200 attempts on the ground. Because right. I'd say he'd probably be more like 140. I think it comes down that much because I, I think it goes up that much more. He, for, for he mixed in. So it was 28 receptions for 213 yards. Yeah, if he loses a handful of uh, attempts. And then like a hundred yards, but he still has a combined over a thousand yards, and you're drafting him in the tenth round yeah. in your fucking league. Like I, I remember when we were doing one of the recaps, I was you know Melvin Gordon was one of those interesting cats where it's like you know he, you would see him go hella late in, 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 in multiple leagues. You know what I'm saying? And like I'm like, yeah, I have zero Melvin Gordon. Like I was, I was kind of hot about that because like damn, like I got him in a grip of these. I only have Javante in one, but I swear I got Melvin I got Gordon in like five of these best balls. I got Javante in one league. You know what I mean? I got him in the fourth round. Felt really good about that. Yeah, the only place that I got him, I got him in the fourth round as well. And well, Chase said they're going to do a split like Green Bay. For sure. It was really the third because I I was the 12 spot. So, yeah, so at the 4-1. You no, know, it was the 3-12. Wow. But I remember I took him and Lamb. I took Williams and Lamb. And I remember sitting there thinking, like, which one should I take first? So I could be like, so because later on, be like, yeah, I got him in the fourth, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, see, it needed to be, <coughs> it needed to be. Yeah, and I, I like saying I got Lamb in the fourth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Javante in the fourth round is seeing my value with considering where Javante's been going. You know what I mean, it's it crazy a- because I've only got one CD and I've only got one Javante, and it, it took them falling to the fourth for me to get yeah. exactly right. Yeah, and because people are overpaying, or I'm just not gonna get them. Where, where people normally get, get, get I'm not taking Javante over Nick Chubb. I'm not taking Javante over fucking um, Joe Mixon. I'm not taking him over Aaron Jones. You know, like that's kind of where the cut like happens. And then I'll take him over the next crop of guys. I'll take him. I'm okay with being wrong about like, like if Javante does finish over all those guys, I'm okay with that. But it's like, if it I'm comes from a Melvin Gordon injury, I'm not wrong, and you're not wrong either. If because that's the that's really the way that he propels. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I mean, not at all. But that's the secret to Melvin Gordon. Work, that's the thing, though. Melvin Gordon. Look at Melvin Gordon last year. He 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 missed time last year too. You know what I mean? Right, but it wasn't like as significant as it was before. He's getting run into the ground when he's, he's on San Diego. He, he's the speller now. Exactly. That's what I'm he's saying. Like. That's He's the, the secret. French legs that comes in, like you know what I mean. That's the secret for Melvin Gordon. Remember when he held out those uh, the ten games or whatever the fuck it was, like the max games. He was so smart because if he plays and gets hurt, then he doesn't get shit. But be, he, so then he misses the weeks, he misses the money, but he puts up good tape for those four games. Then he gets a good contract. I mean, he gets a decent bag. He got a decent bag from the Broncos, and then look yeah. at that, they brought him back again. You know what I mean? It's still the yeah. Same. It, and this, although this is a new regime, it's still like, I mean, they brought Melvin, him back. Like, Melvin I mean, Melvin Gordon has had a better career than Todd Gurley. 
And what's crazy is that Todd Gurley is so polarizing to people because he had the two crazy That's years. fucking crazy to even think because they were one and two, and there was a camp that even <coughs> thought that Melvin Gordon could go <coughs> above Todd Gurley because they were both just savages and fucking I, I, I used to call Melvin Gordon uh, Todd Gurley, and I, I'd get him later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people, I mean, you had to be a top three pick to get Gurley. You know what I mean? Top two even, you know what I mean? Yeah, no one, I mean, and it's crazy because like in the NFL draft, what were they like three picks apart, four picks apart? But it was like Gurley was so much more polarizing. I, mean, to I, I want to say the Rams they traded up uh, with, uh, with the chart with the Chargers. I think I don't. I, I might be remembering this a little off, but they so the Chargers trade back, the Rams move up to get. Uh, Do you remember what year that was? Twenty, the twenty. So Melvin Gordon was was Melvin Gordon was around. He was the year before Todd Gurley, I think. No, Todd I Gurley they were the same draft. Todd, Todd Gurley was twenty fifteen. What up, Steven? What up, Titans? What up? So I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to check this right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure. And Todd yeah. Gurley is dope as fuck, by the way. Because when I went to the NFL draft, he was one of the guys who was doing an autograph signing, and um, like uh, we're all waiting in line for him, and he rolls up. And uh, he see he sees my shirt, and I'm like, "What's up, Todd?" And he's like, "What's up, homie?" And then uh, we go in there, and like, uh, I mean, I'm all the way in the back of the line, not anywhere close to the front. And I finally get in there, and uh, I was like, "What's up, Todd?" I was like, "Man, thanks for doing this. This is dope." Uh, I was like, "Glad to meet you." And he was like, "Man, dope shirt, homie." <laughs> and sees the 422 right. shirt on. <laughs> he knows he gets. He's probably like, "I'm high too." Yeah, I, I know that he's done things with dispensaries and stuff. I've seen him. Uh, like, I mean, like he's, got the arthritic knees. he's got the arthritic knees right give him the cbd yeah he needs it he needs he's it on it. he's at the top of the he got his own topical it's it's called i am not i am no girly man topical i am no girly man <laughs> yeah see i was right they were both drafted in 2015 okay. and uh yeah so todd is drafted pick 10 and melvin gordon's drafted pick 15 so yeah. that's what's fucking crazy is that they're literally five picks apart. Number one and two running backs gone in the fucking NFL draft. But it was like everyone was on Todd Gurley's nuts and everyone hated Melvin Gordon for some reason. I mean, Melvin Gordon, he comes out that first year is Oogle. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he really only had like one yeah, great no year. He had hella attempts like down there. Yeah, that he year. was a grinder. Yeah. Like it was, the, yeah, a lot of a lot of three point three yards, you know, per carry, just like it really. Was line. It was a bad line. The whole, that, like the whole. I mean, that's why Philip Philip Rivers was already getting it out quick by that by that point too. Yeah. I mean, that was two thousand fifteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, who else did they? Oh, it was Keenan okay. Allen. All right. Well, so, just since we're talking about these two guys, who do you? Uh, let, let's do a, let's do a quick trivia. And uh, and Titan said you couldn't find a better hat, Mariah. <laughs> All right. I love this hat. <laughs> this is out of Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon, and we're talking career stats here. Who has more career rushing yards? I'm going to go Todd Gurley. But like, <laughs> I swear, like, Melvin Gordon, 
No, you know what? I'm going to go Melvin Gordon. I think Melvin Gordon has better career numbers. That's what I said earlier. I, I already buzzed you. I already buzzed you. Uh, yeah, so Melvin Gordon, he passed. Oh, you me? oh I missed that. Okay. So I had it right earlier because I was, that was my problem. That's, that's what brought us this whole conversation up. So I was like, I bet you Melvin Gordon has better numbers. He has better career numbers than Gurley. Because Gurley was a so, Well, but these, these aren't all the numbers. I'm breaking them down just individually. Yeah. Um, just have some fun with this. So uh, Melvin Gordon, last year he passed. Todd Gurley in rushing yards, 6144 to to uh to 6082. So literally less than 100. He just passed them this year. Nice. Who has got more career rushing touchdowns out of the two? Damn, I want to say that that damn, that might even be Melvin Gordon, bro. Final answer? Yeah, I'm going to go with it. Nope. <laughs> 53 to 67 for time. Wow. Oh, wait. Did, did he have, I mean, shit, those two years, what did he have, like 20 both years or something? I, I mean, close to it. I don't think he ever cracked 20, but uh, yeah, he, he was he had like 15-ish, 16-ish. I mean, yeah, he got like close to 40, you know, somewhere between 35 and 39 in like a two-year stretch. Okay, yeah, I fucked that one all the way up. I thought that was a trick one. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's why I was like, he's <laughs> trying to trick me. I'm gonna go Gordon. <laughs> All right, and Steven said, who has more receptions out of Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon? Man, I, I feel like it's a trick one too, but I'm, I'm going to say Todd Gurley because, you know what I'm saying, that he just caught hella balls. But so did <laughs> Gordon, though. Yep. <clears throat> Double wrong. It's 243 to 284 for Melvin Gordon. Wait, Melvin Gordon got him on there? Melvin Gordon has him on there. Holy shit, he was, was with Phillip Rivers, but Phillip Rivers – uh, 25% target market share goes to the running back. And that's his career number right there. Yeah. Okay. This one was very, very close, though. All who, had, who has more receiving yards out of the two? I'm going girly. Fuck it. We're going down with the ship. There we go. He's got 10 more receiving yards than Melvin Gordon right now. Oh, I would have been mad if I went with Gordon. <laughs> so close, but Todd Gurley still edging him out, at least this year. Gordon obviously will pass him Dang, that this was year. Like two tremendous years, right? <laughs> no, three? No, I yeah, get two. 17 and 18. Well, I mean, his rookie year was good. The second sophomore year fucking well, sucked. Year, how many games did he play? 11? It was, three, it was year three and four where he killed it. Okay. All right, and then last one. Who has more receiving touchdowns out of the two? Also very close. Give me a – yeah, damn, Gordon has some some screens that he took all the way to. You know what? Go, give me Gurley. <laughs> 14 to 12 for Melvin Gordon. Of course was telling me. <laughs> 14 to 12 for Melvin Gordon. So super close. I mean, it took – you know, I mean, what's Todd Gurley? He didn't play last year, you know, at all. So, yeah, so Mel- I mean, yeah. most of this stuff, I mean, how many receiving TDs did Melvin Gordon have last year? Well, Literally, so- had, he had two receiving touchdowns last year. That's the extra two that he has. If we, if we take out last year. Uh, if we take out last year, Gurley has everything on him. No, no, no. I'm saying, though, if we take out last year as far as games started, like, you know what I mean? Does Gurley have more games started than Melvin Gordon? Um, I feel like Melvin Gordon uh, made up for it last year. Like, so we're only only doing game started, right? That's it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, if we take out last year for Melvin Gordon, that is seventy-two. 
And hold on. Let's see how many games started for Gurley. 87. Yeah, so way more than him. Okay, wait, well, hold on. 72 to 87. I mean, Gordon missed a shit ton. Gordon missed a lot of time. So, so just him, so that he needed that year, and even he barely still scraping him. Yeah. Yeah. Because look, in year one, 12 games started. Or, well, uh, 2015 for uh, for Gordon, 12 games started. 2016, 11. 2017, 16. Literally the only game where he started every single game. And you and know what? That's Sean. 12, McCann. 11, 10, and 16. His his efficiency was, was really ass if you think about it. But it was like just such phenomenal volume. You know what I mean? Yeah. On a team that can move the ball. So it's like, you know what I mean? Even if he was at three yards a carry, it didn't fucking matter. <laughs> right. I mean, he's always had a good average. Well, I mean, no, not always. I mean, I'm looking at 3.9. I mean, that's not great, but it's like right at 4.0. Um, you take those tier, two years out, he's really only had uh, two years where it's 3.8 or less. Mm. So, I mean, not horrible. I mean, the last two years, 4.6 in 2020, uh, 4.5 last year. I mean, that's really the best thing is like, not making him grind like crazy. Yeah. He he and that's the only way I used to love Melvin Gordon, to be honest. He just got volume, you know what I mean? It yeah. was like like uh like early Buffalo Shady McCoy. Like it was really ugly, but he was getting good volume and then, then it really went ugly like fast, like after the, the first year. Yeah. Of there, you know what I mean? Just like that's why I was like, you know, I I used to use that as like uh the comparison. Like, okay, let me see. What it's going to be like for Gordon going over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if we think that uh, there's drama at the RB spot, now let's get to the tight end spot because we know that they took a tight end in the draft, Greg Dolchich. And yeah. according to uh, their um, uh, to He's one of their coaches, yeah, they're saying that it's an open competition between mm-hmm. these two, that Greg Dolchich is more of a natural receiver um, than, uh, than Albert O is. So mm-hmm. – they're going to be competing for the starting position, but more importantly, I think they're going to be competing for a lot of receptions. I mean, if Albert O's the better blocker, but Dolchich is a better receiver, maybe they start getting him mixed into where he's running the routes when he's out there. <laughs> Albert O's, you know, the primary blocker. And you know, um, I went through that little Albert O phase where I was just snatching up a lot of Albert O in these startups. You yeah. know, I mean, in these rookie drafts. I made sure, you know, well not not in every Albert O team I have, because that shows you how much Albert O I fucking got. But I grabbed a bunch of Dolchich because I was just like, you know what? He's just in know. case. Because it's a new regime, and that's what they did. They went and did is they drafted a tight end. And he was like, and I guess if there was no McBride, he would be the guy. You know what I mean? But there is a Trey McBride. Yeah. He, you know, he's the one that everyone's looking at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially, I mean, Albert O, I mean, we, we've seen little flashes of him, but I mean, it's not like he's a great, like an amazing, like receiver or anything, you know, as far as like being a pass catcher, if he's, he's got to be a super phenomenal blocker, you know, but now the way they deploy all these two tight end sets, that's just what I don't like about this. Like this, this it's, is that system. it's they're going to, they're going to run that, that wide zone scheme. Yeah. And I, I mean this, it almost makes me out on Albert O for redraft. You know I mean? Dynasty is going to be something different, but Dolchich, I doubt he's going to be much in his rookie year, but if he's enough to be a thorn in the side of the numbers for Albert O, that kind of sucks also. Well, as soon as they got Russ there, I got off the Albert O thing. 
believe it or not, when I thought about it more, especially now that they have Dolchich, because it's like he's going to – Russ likes to go outside. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in the red zone, yeah, he's been shown to find, you know, his tight ends and whatnot. Like, you know what I mean? But, Jimmy Graham, though. Like, I mean, we're talking one of the best of all time. Yeah. And he had 10. And he, yeah. that year, he had 10, 10 grabs. One that year. One year. <laughs> one year, yeah. And it's like, you know, but and, you know, it was like Doug Baldwin and – you know, young Lockett. Like, I think that was like yeah. a, a literal, like, rookie or sophomore Tyler Lockett. So, you know, yeah. I mean, there wasn't really much there. No, no run game to speak of at the time. Yeah. You know, this is different. Like, there's two – there is a, uh, too many mouths to feed before, before I even start thinking about those tight ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anymore, at least. Because now you have a guy that could deal. And, I mean, I guess in a, in a, in a for DFS purposes, you know I mean, we're – you know, I'll take flyers on any of those guys at any given week. I want to wait to see, you know, how it plays out one week one. I want to see the snap counts. You know what I mean? I want to see who's running, even training camp. Yeah. Who's running what? We're, we're, we're doing a lot of guessing right now and we're, we're making a lot of statements and like, it's crazy because week one, like we're either going to be talking a whole bunch about how we were right, or we're going to be backtracking and telling you how we were wrong and how this is the way that it's looking right now. Like this is going to be a week to week game. That's the most fun thing about fantasy football is like, as much as we're on it, because we're on it literally every day. So, like, shit changes every single day. And we're on it so much, giving the info to everybody. Just paying attention to our show, this show right here, Fantasy News Today, every day during the season, automatically a step ahead of uh, everybody in your league. Yeah. No what. And uh, we haven't, me and us, we haven't talked about it yet, but we will sooner than later start hitting y'all with uh, – with more than one episode a week, because we just been keeping it to the one a week on the Wednesdays, and you know, what I mean, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out because then you know, because by the time we get to the season, we're gonna be going uh, uh, daily in this thing. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, I mean, we'll probably start maybe somewhere when uh, when training camp officially starts. Maybe we'll switch mm-hmm. it to two days a week because now yeah. we're gonna actually have more news to cover. Because that's really what it is. No point to two news shows yeah. a week when we're like literally covering. You know, it was really just us smoking when we kept get doing like more than one a week. Yeah, just on here getting lit. Yeah. All right. Here goes some other news. So the Cardinals announced that their All Pro center Rodney uh, Hudson will return for the 2022 season after considering retirement. Um, that was yeah. one of the things that would have hurt. Didn't he retire? Oh no, this is Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. He so contemplate. He he's been contemplating retirement until now. Now he says he's coming back. Um. If they lose him, that's an issue. You know, him coming back, at least now they have, you know, all pro center, you know, commanding the troops out there on the line. Um, he goes he goes missing. He doesn't play. That might mess up things for Kyler. Yeah, I mean, this was year one to, uh, improving that line, too. You know what I mean? Exactly. It was bad when he was there his first year. He traded for Hudson. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, he was with the Raiders, and you know, what I'm saying like, the, you know, point being is that you know, uh, I like when we're getting into year two of things. You know, what I mean, this is his second year, same scheme, love continuity. You need continuity for people to step make steps forward, and I and believe it or not, as much as I've shit on Kyler Murray because I've always been big on him, it's like the reason I'm big on him is because we, I feel like we haven't seen his ceiling yet. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and having a guy like all pro center in the build, I mean, you know, I'm saying, uh, uh, you know, under center, pun, yeah, 
It just helps either way. I mean, because, I mean, the thing about that too, it also helps the defense because defenders are going to be going up against him. You know, and I mean, that that's just another thing people like take for granted. You know, mm-hmm. when you got an all pro on either side of the line, that's going to help the other guy on the side of the line because they're practicing against that person all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steven said a weekly best ball show so I could trash talk to bogey. So we are going to have a weekly best ball show. It's going to be just like a quick hitter, you know, maybe 30, 45 minutes. And we're going to shout 30, out. 45 minutes of me and, and, and Stefan. Happy words. <laughs> and I'm always going to, we're going to be shouting out the top 10 scoring teams of the tournament for that week. So each week, you know, we're going to be shouting out 10 teams. I think that's going to be fun too. Cause if you score in the top 10 out of 252 teams, you do deserve to be put on a little pedestal, even if it is for one week. And that's your 15 seconds of fame. That is kind of dope. I like that. We're doing that. It's going to be fun because everyone talks about, I mean, I hear all these fantasy analysts like, oh, come join the moist, the mo- the moist, the most interactive uh, league ever. And, you know, and then these guys never do any fucking content around yeah, it or anything. I don't ever join those moist leagues either. <laughs> <laughs> I know because they end, they're acting like they're moist, but they're really dry as fuck, you know, and that's really what it comes down to. And so that's one thing, uh, if nothing else, I want to make sure that we're, uh, that we're doing weekly content around this tournament because this is a tournament that everyone's going to want to come back to. And we're only going to keep um, um, opening up more divisions, more slots. Cause yeah, next year we should have like 400, 500 teams in this thing. It's going to be wild. Hell yeah. And, uh, and Steven said, chargers haven't had a great pure RB since the great LT. Hell yeah, man. LT is like my favorite player of like all, of all time. Man, just amazing. And uh, yeah, Steven said Ryan Matthews always vulture Gordon. Yeah, Ryan Matthews soft. I well, I mean, you know what was crazy too is they still ran a two back system during that time too. It was like they brought in Gordon, and even when they brought in Gordon, they still had Danny Woodhead there and Ryan Matthews. It was like they always. That's how they roll. Yeah, and it's never really worked that great. I mean, Um, it was like. It was, I remember, uh, the last time that, that one time when you said they went to the playoffs, uh, 2000, was, uh, uh, oh, no, you what, went there, what was that, 20? Oh, yeah, 20, 2014. So that was like the last time they made the playoffs as the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, I think they had like Ken Wisenhunt, you know what I mean? It was like Ken Wisenhunt was the uh, was the OC, and then you know, he just you know, it was the Danny Woodhead and, and Ryan Matthews, Ryan Matthews, yep, yeah, and then after that, they just whoever. Keenan Allen was the rookie that year. Yep, yep. What he went down to a, a season end and joined that that year too. I think it was an ACL or like the lacerated kidney. It was one of them. No, that, had, no, that was the year that he actually played. His rookie year is why everybody was so hot. Oh yeah, he was crazy. Right. That's right. It, it was year two and three, I believe, where the injuries happened. Oh, he had. It was the fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, it was like back to back. Where yeah. I mean, everyone's on him because of the rookie year and because of all the hype. And then he goes down to a fluky injury, you know, in 2015. And then another fluky injury in 2016. Then he comes back. Yeah. In yeah, one was the ACL. One was like a lacerated kidney. Yeah. And what was crazy is because that lacerated kidney. Abdominal. I thought it was an abdominal. Some of this abdominal. I think so. Okay. okay. You know what I was going to say? Because I, I know there was someone else that had a lacerated kidney. That might have been just, just Andrew Luck then. Because Andrew. Because I, I remember it was just some crazy injuries that year. Motherfuckers were getting like these weird ass. Joints, but, 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 but uh, Keenan Allen comes back to 2017, 
and he's just going ham, bro. I nope, you were right. It was a lacerated kidney. You're right. Okay, because same that that same year, what's his name? He he was playing. Luck was playing with the. That was when he first tore the rotator shit, right? And he was mm-hmm. under the, or the labrum or whatever. And he was playing with it, but then and he was still playing, bro. Then he gets hit. It was like Buffalo and then lacerated his kidney. He was like, he's either Buffalo or, or the Jets. One of them. They, and they I'm looking at the scene and Allen goes down in week one of the of yeah. 2016 with the ACL. <laughs> Damn, that look, sucks. Look at this. Then he comes back 17, though, and it was a, it was the double Monday nighter. You know what I'm saying? So one game was like the Saints. Uh, it was Saints-Minnesota where you, you had the Saints with, with Peterson. And, and then, and, like, and, the Chargers-Raiders, and, right? and then Dalvin Cook puts up a 100-yard game as a rookie, you know what I'm saying, in front of him. And then mm-hmm. the second game was the Broncos and, and the Chargers. Okay. And uh, and uh, they still had Tlaib, but it was yeah. – he dogged out Tlaib on a, you know, a little out of the slot. Like, Tlaib followed him into the slot, and he scores a touchdown. He even catches a touchdown in the red zone. And then uh, – he then Talib's trying to walk away, and then Keenan Allen throws the ball out the back of his head. It's <laughs> <laughs> right in the first drive of the game, and they're on each other's faces. You know what I mean? Then he gets a penalty and whatnot. T- touchdown still counts, so I was fine with it. Then he caught another one later on, on Chris Harris Jr. So he was just like, oh, shit, Keenan Allen's back, bro. Then he was hella quiet for about six weeks. Well, not quiet, but he was decent. He was like a 10-point motherfucker for PPR purposes. Then, like, week eight and on, he was the number two. He was the number two guy behind uh, behind uh, uh, AB. It was just fucking nuts. Yeah, he was the value guy that year because he was the guy I was getting in like the fourth. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Hell yeah, and I like where he's going now because outside of the top twelve, you know, because every year is where I mean you had to get him inside the top twelve if you wanted him. And now since he's 29, and that that's what's crazy is like I mean he probably deserves to be drafted inside the top twelve. Um, just because of the potential of what's there, but I'm glad that we don't have to draft him inside the top mm-hmm. twelve. Him or Williams, yeah. Like it's like it's almost like de facto. Like if I, it, it's it's more like if if Huss beats me to Keenan Allen, then I'll just try to get Williams later. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's usually how it, how it happens. You know what I mean? And then and- I think. At times, I'll even just – I don't mind reaching up for Williams. That's what that's – what, but is that weird? I won't reach up for Allen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't want to reach up for either one of them. I mean, I, if I'm going to get Allen, he's got to fall at the value. And St- uh, Steven said Mighty Mouse Darren Sproles was there too. One of the best trio running backs of all time, LaDainian Tomlinson, Michael Turner, Darren Sproles. Like, that was one of the best running back trios of all time. That was the trio that should have won the motherfucking Super Bowl. But the damn Chargers were too busy thinking about the Bears in the Super Bowl instead of the Patriots in the divisional round of the playoffs. Fucking idiots. Oh, is this when they sat? Um... No, 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 no. This was this was everything was at the peak. This is Marty Schottenheimer. This is LT's 31 touchdown year. This is everybody is fucking healthy. This is like they're the oh, number one ACL year. No, 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 no. This is when they were the number one seed in the NFL going into the playoffs. Everybody's healthy. Marty Schottenheimer. They hosted the Patriots. They hosted the Patriots. How come I don't remember this? 
because it was the worst game ever. That's why it all starts with the Chargers going for it on fourth and 11 Wait, versus 2006? kicking a field goal. No, 2000. 2000, well, yeah, 2006. So 2007 playoffs. Okay, yeah. 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 Then so, they go, yeah, they go on to lose. It starts off with them not kicking a field goal uh, in their very first drive, fourth and 11. They go for it on fourth and 11 versus kicking the field goal. And obviously the game is won with the field goal at the end, like, of course. Um, So just high insight. Why don't you take the points? But then just fast forward, like there's like literally like 10 plays. Like I want to go down the rabbit hole of breaking down this game and talking mad shit about the Chargers because (laughs) like there was like 10 individual plays that if you take out any one of them, they win this game. And that was the what was so insane. There's even one part. I don't even know exactly where it is. And I swear it's Marvin Harrison. Um, he gets an interception. Doesn't go down. If he goes down, the game is over. Strip. <laughs> they take it back. Oh. <laughs> right there. That's one of them. Another one. I can't even remember what cornerback it is. They stopped Tom Brady on third and long. The cornerback is so hyped that he headbutts the the, the wide receiver who he stopped on the ah! play. Penalty. <laughs> Penalty. First down. It's like all these so many little things. I know there's more than that, but those were the two that stuck out to me as like, you fucked the entire uh, game up with these two little mistakes. There, there was a guy I know. He, uh, he was involved in throwing together some Niners shit where it was like the 10 things that the Niners did that could, uh, you know I mean? Like could have avoided a loss in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And it was just like, oh. And then like what's crazy, I still had about like three or four of my own that I could have added on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Boston Strangler, LT deserved to run his mouth to anybody that he could that year. 31 touchdowns in one season like nobody is ever going to break that ever there's quarterbacks that don't even throw 30 in a year what did he have he had 27 rushing 28 so he broke the record because 27 was the record sean alexander it was like priest holmes broke it uh 26 and then like mark uh sean alexander broke it 27 and then lt breaks it bam with 28 but adds in three fantasy legends you just mentioned all those legends legends and uh, Boston Strangler says, run your mouth after you win something. LT's like the most humble guy ever. The only time he was running his mouth was when people were dancing on the Chargers logo after winning the game. Like, that's the only run in the mouth that LT's ever done. Phillip Rivers, on the other hand, that's a different story. I mean, you could tell uh, LT got like some passive aggressive nature to him. That's why he blew up. You know what I mean? Yeah. He always He always stayed in line. That's the thing. I think he regrets not speaking up in some of those times. Like, you know, I bet you there was a bunch of instances in that game where you like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what was that? There was another, there was another playoff where like, um, <laughs> and check this out. So the Boston Strangler said, "Is that the guy from the Rum Boys?" <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about me or you? Yeah, I'm assuming you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We yeah. already talked about that. Yeah, we've already, uh, yeah, we've already declared war. Yeah. On a lot of people, and uh, we said uh, we got two words for you. Oh yeah, listen, Rev. Any, listen, if anybody anybody wants smoke, bro, we, you they can get it, man. You know what I mean? I, I'm not saying he doesn't want the smoke. He's just, I mean, not oh, just yeah. a question. Who knows? Yeah. But. Hey, shout out to Boston Strangler. Yes, to answer your question, I used to run with the Rum Boys, but yeah, I don't because you know what I'm saying. Like, I just I, I fuck with cool people. You know what I mean? And you know what I'm saying, dudes. Uh, dudes might be cool, but just not to me. 
You know what I mean? So that just went. That's how it went. In, in a nutshell, that's how it went down. Yep. All right, I got two more. Boston Schneider is a hell of a, uh, it's a hell of a, it's a hell of a username. I, I can't lie, especially being from Boston, where like a lot of reputation of fans from Boston are racist. You know what I mean? It's like you're the racist the only, strangler. The only strangler that I know is the Lakeshore strangler. Hey man, there's the hills. I'm from the Bay. We got the hillside strangler. So you don't know who the Lakeshore strangler is? I remember the Lakeshore strangler. Who is it? I don't remember the name. I just remember the uh, Charles I, I remember, Lee Ray. I always remember the the, the headlines name. The headline it, name. Charles Lee Ray. Oh, we're hurting. No wonder I knew that. Chucky. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Lakeshore over there in Jersey. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it, it's contract related what we're talking about because a lot of teams are missing like the deadlines, you know, before they had to get these contracts like locked in and uh, or getting close. And uh, so the Detroit Lions, I, I'm always shitting on TJ Hawkinson, but um, so they uh, they locked him in for the fifth year, um, you know, guarantee or whatever on uh, on his rookie contract. Yeah. But now they're saying they're they're expecting to prioritize his extension, and we should we should see one soon from him. Well, good for him. You know, I mean, for for doing like absolutely nothing. What the hell? Boston says absolutely nothing. The Boston Strangler says so. Racist Boston has an Oriental mayor. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, you got you know the irony. The irony. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean. Hey, it might be my uncle. I'm Filipino. Might be my uncle. So I'm curious to see if uh, they lock in, you know, I mean, obviously they want to, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, Hawkinson, he's good for the NFL, but he's overhyped for fantasy. That's always been my beef, you know, about him. I mean, he's decent at blocking. I mean, he's a huge motherfucker, like to be a good tight end, you really just got to be huge, be able to block a little bit and have hands good enough to catch the ball when they throw it to you. He's got all those. They, they were like, we they, they were like, we don't want no Eric Ebron frying pan having hands, motherfucker. You know what I mean? They missed on enough of them, like <laughs> right. Yeah, hey, hey, I, I don't know why he, I don't know why he took that uh why he took that offensive going back to Boston Strangler. I said he's like the racist strangler, like you know what I mean? Like that's like a superhero, like you I don't you strangle think- racist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he took it all the way to the ass though, and it's all good though. Shout out to you. And Antonio said the time uh the the tattletale strangler from SpongeBob. So I never got into SpongeBob. Strangle. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, that shit was kind of dark, bro. Hey, that, that was a hey, SpongeBob was dark for that one. It, See, I've it, never it, fucked it, with SpongeBob it, like that, but that's crazy that they have a strangler character in there. Well, look at this. I never fucked with SpongeBob like that, but like when I had my first daughter, you know what I'm saying? And by the time she started like watching Nickelodeon, yeah. she had to be at least five, six years old. Maybe, maybe yeah. younger than that. And Antonio's like six years younger than me. So, I mean, that that was the time when I'm sure that everyone was watching. Yeah, this is like 2010, 11-ish. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? And SpongeBob's like, yeah, you know, SpongeBob's killing the game for over 10 years by this point. Yeah, and I, you know, so I watched that shit with her. And I, I, bro, I was like, oh, wow, this this shit is hilarious, bro. Like, that shit is. Like, and then and then you got you got uh, Patrick, who he's like all the way the, the food. You know what I mean? He's the stoner character, right? Yeah. And then you got Mr. Krabs. He's just hella shady, bro. <laughs> Mr. Krabs is about his bread. <laughs> Shady-ass restaurant owner. <laughs> yeah, bro. You know what I mean? And for all we know, he got SpongeBob living. He's probably like, listen, 
Man, see, we need to do the comparisons. You know, I mean, um, like I like Dave Chappelle. Um, you know how he talks about uh, like Sesame Street. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's like you know, like people stepping over Oscar, get it together, Grouch. It's like I'm the poorest motherfucker on Sesame Street. I live in a trash can, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, of course, I'm grouchy. <laughs> yeah, we need to do that with some of these cartoons, like related to because uh, all day, That shit is like it's. That's funny. all I do is psychologically break down these motherfucking <laughs> these, these irregular shit. You know what I mean? So funny. And uh, the Strangler, he says, Amon Ra will uh, be the meat and potatoes of the Detroit offense. Amon Ra stock will rise uh, around maybe two after hard knocks. Yeah, see, that's what I don't want. Yeah, um, and, and like, I believe, listen, man, there's a real, it ain't been Everyone since, is going to be on Amon Ra's nuts because listen, of hard knocks. It ain't been since, it ain't been since DeAndre Hopkins, bro. We're like somebody on Hard Knocks really went crazy for fantasy that year. You know what I mean? Man, you remember on Hard Knocks that DeAndre broke someone, like he broke his ankles, tore his ACL? Listen, in my version, he killed him, bro. He was talking mad shit to him, and he just he gave him like a three-piece move at once, and dude tore his ACL out for the season. (laughs) He got Got that real fast. Hey, listen. Yeah. But you know what? What if? Okay, you remember – you remember when the Raiders were on Hard Knocks and Josh Jacobs didn't really want any up any part of it, where uh, yeah, he, he wasn't he wasn't on it at all, right? Because he didn't he didn't want it, like he didn't sign off on the shit. Well, I, and I think because he had came out, uh, I mean, like it would it only been like three or four years removed from him living in a car. He was like, I don't know fucking cameras on me all the time, like you know what I mean? Because that was the sob story they were going to be talking about the whole time. I bet. Like, look, I want to go back to I want to go back to that Monroe St. Brown thing now. Here, here's here's my one thing about the one Ross St. Brown is like he's probably the only one outside of Swift, like if that, if I'm gonna look any direction in, in Detroit. And I still think like we still pay up way too much for for uh Amon Ross St. Brown. Like you know I got I mean? him in the 10th round in one of the, the best balls, and I felt good about it, but that was him falling like crazy because mm-hmm. He was going in the he, like he's going in the fifth, sixth round. I was I was gonna say the fifth to the eighth on a regular. Yeah, I remember Gemmo took over the place. Hey, Gemmo took him in the fifth, and then he immediately texts me like, "Fuck!" He's like, Ugh. "I mean," and, and he goes, "Man, can I reverse that?" I'm like, "It's been like twenty minutes, bro." Like, hell no, you can't. You know what I mean? Like, Strangler said, "Hawkinson and lie like it was an accident." See, the one thing that I do like, so Strangler says Hawkinson and Swift can't stay healthy. I'm hoping that those guys get even more hyped the fuck up because I'm just avoiding those two um, specifically, you know. And um, I won't argue that either. They, because they haven't played full 16. And they, none of them, neither one of them, neither one of them. And, and, you know, I'm saying, you know, we've seen uh, this has been Hawkinson since 2019, this has been Swift since 2020. And and we only have one uh, one sample size one year, a season sample size of Sam Brown. So if he's if if you if you could guarantee me that, then word. But I'm not going to pay it for Sam Brown. Right. I'd rather have Marquise Brown. You know what I mean? Who goes? I mean, shit. Brown. I'd rather have D, um, um, DJ Chark. Right? Didn't he go? I'd rather, have, I'd rather have DJ Chark. Maybe way later. But he's coming up. You, you mean you mean Jameson Williams? Well, I mean, but he might start on the pup. Who, yes. who, are, who are the other uh, who are the other I mean, lions? DJ Chark, he tore his shit week one last year, too. So who knows if, if his rehab's on schedule? I mean, like it really it really might be a, a, a concentrated target market share between the three guys, which will, will just be like Sharp, motherfucking uh St. Brown, and then and then uh, 
you know, Hawkinson. Yeah. Because I know right now DJ Chark's number two, you know, on the uh, on the depth chart. And the thing is, I mean, there's no way in hell that his rehab is taking longer than Jamison Williams. I mean, we're talking week one of the NFL versus the, you know, the fucking Mm -hmm. national championship. Yeah. So like if uh, DJ Chark, I I mean, I'm assuming he's going to be, you know, the other game in town, like right away. I mean, I think he's going to be ready for week one, but camp will tell us. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think is more likely? I'm going to bring this up tonight too. On Playmakers, because we're, we're taking them to wide receiver university tonight on Playmakers, y'all. Be sure yeah. to tap in 6.30 p.m. West Coast time, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, 9.30 p.m. Uh, East Coast time for all the other that couldn't figure that out. But I'm going to pose this question tonight. What's more likely? Elijah Moore, uh, Elijah Moore has the breakout year or St. Brown mimics what he did last year at minimum? So... I guess with Elijah Moore, I wouldn't even consider it a breakout year because I feel like he did break out as a rookie. I mean, yeah, I guess I mean, he had like a four or five game stretch where he was startable. So I guess you consider that a And not even startable. Like we're talking wide receiver one, you know, high-end wide what? receiver two for a couple weeks where him him until he got hurt, where yeah. he was putting himself on the map. So I do think – I'm still uh, going to the breakout. He's not being drafted. So, because of – for that exact reason, that's why I'll say Elijah Moore with the breakout – um, cause I feel like he already did it. So if we're saying that he didn't, I feel like it's coming, um, and it's coming early. Yeah. He like- started getting really good rapport. I don't know if you remember, but I mean, I think he had two, uh, two, two touchdown games, like back to back. And a couple mm-hmm. of, a couple of those catches were just real nasty. You know, where Wilson's putting them in a place where only he could get it. He goes out to get it and, you know, comes down with it mm-hmm. and, that rapport you can't really teach, and I feel like that's what that's what's going to put him ahead of the curve, you know, on the guy like Wilson right off the bat. They already got a little bit of that connection. And then he had, I mean, he connected. He was he's like QB proof too that we saw. I mean, I guess you could say this for for Sam Brown also, right? Because right? he he went through he went through what went two through or three QBs, right? But yeah. but the only but the one common denominator with all those QBs that he was running through is that he was the main guy. Like everybody else was injured. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either way, you know, see, this is why I love when the chat gets involved because it is things that will spark certain conversation. Like, I'm not jumping up for Sam Brown. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely not. Like, I'm not even going to argue that he's going to break out or, 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 or blow up or anything. I just probably won't have him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with being wrong about that because he's Well, because whatever, up. wherever he's being drafted at, whatever peak he's being drafted at, I mean, I don't want him as like wide receiver 15 or like, you no. know, and, and that could be the peak of where some people draft him, you know, going crazy. I'd much rather have him around wide receiver 24, 25. You know, you're probably feeling like you're playing with house money is like your third or fourth receiver, you know, at that point. Like, that's where I want him to where I'm not banking on him having to be anything. Yeah, and I tend to end up with more Elijah Moore's in that case too, like because he just goes later. You know what I mean? Yep, that's what's dope about him. I mean, he got hurt at the end of the year. It's all about what have you done for me lately. So um, yeah. there's a lot of people who really forgot that stretch that he went he on. Like he, went, he caught from I think he, I want to say he caught from from uh, from Flacco. He caught from Mike Mike White, the Great White Hope, White Mike. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and, and then Wilson, obviously. Wilson. Yeah. So, yeah, he had to go through three. Oh, and John Johnson. 
Remember John? Yeah, so he had four. He had four QBs. Yeah, John Johnson, what was his name? Josh Johnson? Josh Johnson, yeah. Yeah, Josh Johnson. Yeah. Okay. So he only had one, two touchdown game. And that was the one where it kind of like, kind of like put him on the map where he started. So he had seven receptions for 84 yeah. yards, uh, two touchdowns. Then he, the next week he has a low yardage. Um, this was uh, only 15 points, but uh, three receptions, 44 yards, but had the tug. And then the that's next week after that, that's where he blew the fuck up. Eight receptions, 141 yards, uh, the touchdown. Then he had another off week. Game? What? What game was that against the Bengals? That was Miami. Against okay, Miami. Okay. Wow. He tore Miami up. Yeah. Shit all over him. And then, uh, so and then, in, and then Houston. That was the one where he gets shut down. Four receptions, forty-six yards, no touchdown. And then um, the week where I, he got hurt at the end of that week, uh, six receptions, seventy-seven yards, and a touchdown. So he in uh, against one, the two, three, four. In, in a five-week stretch, he had five touchdowns to finish the season. Nice. I mean, you know, before he gets hurt. That those, a, if that's not a breakout, that's a I have arrived. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that was week nine through week uh, 13. It's hella crazy because I got like a couple of Amon Ross and Brown shares and I've been hella trying to trade them. No one wants them, bro. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what? I need motherfuckers like Boston Connor or what's his name? Boston. Yeah, who might even be Boston Gunner, one of the guys that from Boston that used to always be in the chat back when I was with the Rum Boys. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably the same one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, AJ said, popping in uh, in between streams, let's smoke. Hell yeah, let's smoke. All right, yeah. let's see. And uh, the last piece of news that I got before we get up out of here is uh, is Jesse Bates. So they're not able the Bengals. they're not able to finalize this long-term deal i mean because he's he wants to be the highest paid uh mm-hmm. safety like he wants he wants to break that bank and um he's dope like he's not had one bad year in the nfl um, he's not had one bad year in fantasy um in the db spots either um he deserves it and um the latest offer they said was uh was close to the 17 mil uh, which would have made him the third highest uh, behind Minka Fitzpatrick and Jamal Adams. So he wants to get over 18.5 a year. Um, that would make him the highest paid per year. He was like the disrespect. The third? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Je- I'm Jesse Bates the third, but I need the first overall money. Right? That's <laughs> not but you are the third. Fuck that. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's breaking. He's breaking these. Uh, he's breaking these curses. He's doing the opposite of Will Fuller, right? Yeah. Shout out, so, entire, shout out to the entire Jesse Bates family. So here he's so four seasons in the league, four hundred and eight tackles, so averaging over a hundred tackles a season, ten interceptions, so at least two per year that he's knocking down and, you know, three and a couple of them and 35 pass deflections. Uh, so almost 10 uh, per year that he's clocking there as well. It's funny because when I couldn't get my hands on any of those, the German James is, or the, you know, any of those guys, you know, the German James, uh, Jamal Adams, Mika Fitzpatrick uh, and Antoine Winfield, those guys, I just, I just get Jesse Bates. Cause you know what I mean? Like he's so solid, right? 
Like he's he's not, he's not the guy who's going to get, you know, big ass interceptions to the house. You know, like if you get that, you know, from any player at any time, either uh, I way. Mean, I just want tackles, bro. I want chunky tackles like that. Yeah. I feel like the line, the tackles for IDP is like rush attempts. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I mean, you, you'll get them, but sometimes you might even get one that pushes back for a loss or like, you know, or hey, you might even get uh, a motherfucking strip or something. You never know, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, did, the only uh, thing I want to know for sure is that they're going to get a little tackles. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you get um I mean you get a solo tackle in these hustler leagues. That's the same as a running back knocking off a 20-yard rush. Yeah, that's two points right there. Yep. You uh you get one pass deflection. That's a 30-yard rush right there. A 30 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Hey, pass deflections on it. That shit. That's like the probably only that's like that's probably the only reason why I would even start like uh, like a like a like a like a corner, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ever, you know what I mean? Cuz otherwise it's like, yeah, there's no reason to start them. <laughs> So Boston Strangler says, don't overpay for Mixon this year. So what do you consider overpaying for Mixon? Because really the highest that I've seen him go. I'm making all these proclamations. I love it. I I love it because I want to know what's too high for Mixon. Yeah, because I've seen him go like fifth, sixth overall, and there was like all running backs that went before him or maybe like one wide receiver. I mean, yeah, yeah, single QB league. I mean, super flex maybe is the end of the first, uh, early second guy, depending on how many QBs actually go. But unless it's like QB premium scoring, uh, like I like I put in, you know, at the 15 yards um, per point. point I, I mean, a lot of a lot of times we don't see a bunch of crazy QBs going in the first round. Maybe one or two in some of these leagues. He's a mid second round guy for me. And like, here's the thing: is man, like you're talking about 300 touches, 300 plus touches. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know what I'm saying? Normally you get those guys in at the motherfucking, you know top eight you know what i mean like so if i'm getting them outside of top eight it's still value quote unquote to me you know what i mean and strangler said as the host a giants fan nope I, i'm not a fan of any team anymore since the chargers left san diego i just cheer for the players and it's all fantasy and Mixon is going top 12 overall too early it's a trap i, I mean i guess that's where it gets subjective i mean if it's a super flex i'm taking a qb over you know, so crazy is like, what's the reasoning behind not fucking with mixing? It, let me guess. Is it because injuries? Because otherwise, you're well, getting see, a guy who got he says that, he says the Bengals O line won't be as good this year, but they upgraded their line. Upgraded the o, their O line. They brought over first of all, they bring over Kappa in free agency, and they brought over a buddy from the from Dallas, bro. What's his name? Ah, uh, we covered that. I gotta I gotta go just look up their depth chart. I can't, I can't remember Oh, lineman's names off the top of my head. Uh, I'm so high right now. When the man's name, right? But but listen, they, they on paper their line's going to be massively improved. You know, oh, man, now, tremendously improved. Two out of your five spots, you're getting upgraded. Three. Oh, three. three they yeah, they brought in three major components. So two. here it is. So they got uh, Alex Kappa. He's the uh, the right guard, and then right. you got. Uh, how do you say that? Leo, Leo Collins. Uh, that's the right yeah, tackle. Cowboys. Yeah, that's the guy yeah. from the Cowboys. Yep. Yeah. And then um, he 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 got a massive injury history, but still a massive upgrade because when he's on the field, beast. You know what yeah. I mean? Ted Karras. Um, I mean, I just don't know people's names. And then uh, Jackson Carmen, and then Jonah Williams, their left tackle. See, yeah. So uh, uh, the other dude they brought in for uh, he was uh, depth. I'm trying to remember his name right now, but he was like, but yeah, but, but Jonah Hill. I mean, former first round guy. Like, this is a good line. Look at they played well last year. 
what 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 the mix in the top six you know what i mean any i think he missed what one one game last year that that's the only I, I feel like that's the only argument people should have for against Mixon is that like he had an injury history because anytime yeah. he actually was on the field, he's producing. You know what I mean? Like, and like I used to I used to make the argument for Mixon uh, uh, years ago when I would I would extrapolate and, and, and pace out his. You know what I mean? And he always paced out to fourteen hundred yards. What did he get last year? Something like that, right? Right there it is. I mean, I know he's around, know he's around that somewhere. You know why I took a shot on Joe Mixon so much last year or, or, or going uh, to 2021 season? Yeah, 1,200 on the ground and 300 um, receiving. There you go. So I like total. And Boston Strangler said, I warned you. I don't play in any uh, – I, I don't really play in a lot of single QB leagues. So a lot of the leagues that I play in, he's not being drafted in the top 12 at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, to be honest, too – most of the leagues I play in, full of savages, so ain't nobody jumping up super high for Joe Mixon. You know what I mean? Or CMC in that matter. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like they're 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 and, and Dalvin Cook, their injury history is already baked into their ADP. Yeah. You know I, mean? I mean, when you and go on, you know, you play in like you know, you know, um, like home leagues and stuff. People are people are gonna almost immediately chase last year's production, and that those are the leagues where you're gonna see Joe or who Mixon. they like, one of the two. Yeah. Like that's where you're gonna see Andrews go over Kelsey, and you're gonna see Joe Mixon come it's off. Go over Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, and then and then those same leagues, those are the ones. Those are also the leagues where the hype, the hype, you know, brings people up. People, there's gonna be a Javante Williams guy's gonna blow up in the first round. There's always gonna be a Patrick Mahomes in the first round guy too. Like that's why I love home leagues though too, because if you can stay your course, you're gonna have the most monster team. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's make, yeah, it makes it more fun. And uh, and Chase said, "What order would you rank these guys? Mixon, Swift, and Jones. So for me, it's Mixon, order. Swift. I'm, I'm going in that order. I, I'm not playing like because uh, if I'm going to play like any of these guys are hurt, you know, because all these guys aren't the bill of health. You know what I mean? All three of these guys. But I, 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 when I'm when I'm a, when I'm order them, I'm gonna act like they're gonna play majority of the year. I would have it Mixon, Swift, then Jones. Yeah." And uh, and John, shout out to John on Facebook. What up, dude? If you get a chance, hop over to YouTube, 420 Fantasy Hustler. Type that in. And he said that uh, Carr's ADP is a steal. Wait on a QB. For sure, yeah. I mean, if you're playing in a single QB league still, I mean, there's really no reason to pick a QB before, like, the 10th round. You know, I mean, Brady's fallen as far as he is. Rodgers. Carr, Kirk Cousins. I mean, so many of these guys you can get in the double-digit rounds and then just grab one QB and uh you're good. You are good to go. And I, lo- I love the little I love the little fantasyism throw. I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna start calling them fantasy throwouts. You yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They they, 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 they they got some fantasy throwouts, we'll debate it. You know what I mean? Like like Derek Carr, I like that. If you're talking single QB, you know what I mean? But here's the thing: if I'm waiting in a single QB, I'm getting Brady because Nobody goes in for Brady like that. You know what I mean? Unless you're like, yeah. unless you have like the, the guy who has like Brady tatted on him or something. You know what I mean? Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to wait. Everybody's going to go in. Out, Titans. The Mahomeses and then the, and the, the, the Kyler Murrays and the goddamn Josh Allens is all of them. Justin Herberts is Joe Burrows. All those guys are going to go off the board. And a single QB, I'm going to wait and take Brady in like the 10th, 11th round. 
And the strangler says, if you're putting your eggs in the car basket, you'll lose. I'm not. I'm not Thank a super. You. I'm with the strangler on that. One. <laughs> and I'm going to be on the opposite side because if we're talking about a single QB league, the difference between a Derek Carr and like, I mean, whoever the top twelve is, like, it's crazy because it's like QB nine or ten to QB twenty four. There's not that. Yeah, there's not that much difference in between any like of those guys. or two. Yeah, but listen, listen, Derek Carr. I've never seen. I mean, the last time I saw him in a new system, he, you know, he went he went for a career high in in passing yards. He went four thousand the first the first time in his career, the first year with Gruden, right? Then he's been throwing for four thousand ever since. So I I I know he's competent to learn new systems. You know what I'm saying? And like, but Josh McDaniels' system, I I feel like they might. You know, I mean, like. I, I, I want to see. I want to see what how training camp develops. I want to see what the red zone drills look like. You know what I mean? Like, before, because right now, if you ask me, I'm just I'm just growing bigger and bigger on Josh Jacobs by the day because he is that value, and he's the guy that's already coming off a of double digit touchdowns and is going to be in a Josh McDaniels system that just produced a Damian Harris in New England to have double digit touchdowns. So that's where I'm at. That's and and, and if that if that happens, that that's going to hurt Derek Carr. And like I said, I'd rather. Just, what's the difference on waiting a couple, you know, waiting a couple rounds more and getting Derek Carr than hey, if I'm in the tenth or eleventh, I'm going to take Brady. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, you know, if that's the case, I'd rather have Prescott then because Prescott is somebody that no one looks at, and he's coming off of thirty-seven tugs. Isn't that yeah. funny, QB? What up, Mr. Webb? All right, here's an interesting one. So John says, "Who is uh, who's tight end number five after the four obvious?" So, well, my top five are a little bit different because I've got Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, and then Schultz, and then Kittle, and then Waller. So that's the way that I shape it out. Um, yeah, I got I have Kittle against uh, – I mean, uh, you know what? I, I could be with you on there. I could put Kittle fifth and then put Schultz fourth because I can make – there's an easier path for me to make, to make for Schultz versus, you know, I mean, is Kittle going to be out there blocking more like he was – during those the few game sample size that we had with Lance under center, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so it is. It is what it is. I mean, uh, it's. I think it's all subjective, really. After the first three, um, I mean, man, a, if you're getting hundred over hundred targets, you want any of these guys? Yeah, right. And these are these these are all hundred plus target motherfuckers last year. Yeah, and really, it's uh, it's really the um, the injury is just baked into uh, to Kittle and Waller for me. You know, if uh, both of these guys were staying healthy, you know, over the last like you know three years for each of them, I'm sure that Schultz would be right behind them. But I'd rather be on the Schultz train. People are so uh, uh, they're so mortified by Kittle's injury history. Look at that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are jaded on him. Ninety four receptions. And he missed hella time, right? Do I have that right? Last year? Yeah. Or is it 94? Uh, um, hold on. Let me, let me, let me. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it might have been 94 targets. I remember, I'm, I'm trying to yeah, remember. Yeah, I, I think it was like 73 that he came down with. You're right. You're right. 71. Still, 95 targets, 71 reception. Okay. Still, he's okay. If he, if he doesn't miss any time, he's going well over 100 targets in that system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Give me it. You know what? Kittle's number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take the hat off so I really mean it. Kittle's five overall. Yeah, let's see. Because he still ends up finishing. I mean, he still ends up finishing fourth, you know, last year. Like, even even missing the time that he does, you know, 910 yards and six touchdowns. I mean, if we're talking about him versus TJ Hawkinson, 
you know, I mean, blows him out of the water. <laughs> right. Hawkinson did have seven touch. Uh, how many have? No, four touchdowns and almost 600 yards. But yeah, missed all that time. But yeah, Schultz, I mean, 104 uh, targets, 78 receptions, 808 uh, yards, eight touchdowns. Now you take away Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup early in the year. Like Schultz going to be one of the big parts of that, um, that, uh, that offense, especially early. He's playing for a contract too. He's going to be playing his ass off out there. Yeah, just be hungry. And we love those intangibles. Oh yeah. That's where I can make, I live for intangibles because that's where I can make my crazy proclamations. Yeah. And uh, and big BS, and uh, he said, "Is Cup going to regress? If so, how much?" So let me pull. Up. Regress. Let, I mean, he's got to, but just because he's going to regress, it doesn't necessarily mean he won't be the top wide receiver. Okay. In the league, so here's it. Let me just read out his stat line real quick: okay. 145 receptions, 191 targets, 1947 on the yards, and 16 touchdowns. I think the 16 touchdowns could definitely be in the cards again, at least in, yeah. somewhere in the 14, 15 range. So I don't think there's much regression there. And like, even if it's 12 tugs, I, 13 to 1500 yards receiving, that still could be a ceiling. You know what I mean? The 1500. Cause Allen Robinson's a, a big deal. Fuck, fuck anybody that doesn't think a Rob, the mob ain't true. Let's not forget that. Like he's only had shitty quarterbacks his entire career. But what's dope about that is you really now, I mean, you're going to pick your poison on double teaming and it's like teams are going to double team cup and then a Rob's going to burn them and then they're going to switch over and double team him. And then they're going to, then cups just going to burn them. It's like, they're going to keep going ham back and forth. If he's a 600 pass attempt motherfucker as the floor, which I don't see going away, right? Because that's exactly what he was. Stafford was right. 602 or something like that. This is a pass first team. It has all it passes for a long time. Yeah. And, and and because even though they utilize the running back, because they use them in a passing game too, so that's why it's always you know what I mean. It's always been yeah. like it's always been pretty even keel, and 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 they do both in in in, in same game flow situations. Like like you know what I mean just because they're getting blown out didn't necessarily mean oh they're going to abandon the run. And sometimes if they're if they're winning didn't mean they're they're necessarily going to stop throwing the ball. You know what I mean? So that's why I love Sean McVay for fantasy. So and like. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup with Jared Goff for years. You can start both those, both those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? How, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why is this not the same thing? You know what I mean? This is but better. I would say this is better. And yeah. like, you might even still bring back OBJ, where like now you'll have seeing that maybe you know. Uh, I hope they don't bring back OBJ because I, I got a bunch. Of, I hope they don't because I got a bunch of Van Jefferson. And I like him being the number three over there. You know why? Because remember that one time I was like, I, I was I, there was like a two week period where I was I was beating the Van Jefferson drum. Remember that? Yeah. And I, and then like it was you're just like man, let me look at his numbers. Let me just see what the fuck you're talking about. And because it, it was so low key for someone to get like seventy receptions or whatever. And fuck yeah. yeah. Let me read. Let me let me read it off again. Yeah. So it was fifty receptions, but for eight hundred yards and six touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, I think he had seventy targets. That's what that was. And eighty nine. Eighty nine. Oh, okay. What's eighty nine minus twenty? By the way. Oh, it is 69, dude. <laughs> yes. keep, make sure our math is right. And uh, uh, David P said it's crazy hot here, uh, Ron. How hot is it over there, uh, Crispy? Because uh, when I got home after my little uh, my my little run uh, for supplies, it was 118 degrees outside. <laughs> mm, <that's crazy. laughs> like my, th- it's so fucking hot. 
that like my AC is fighting just to keep it cool, like inside the car. <laughs> Damn. I mean, that's that's like let's keep the car running. I I literally went into the the smoke shop where I went to and left the car running, uh, just because it was like just right outside the door, and I knew no one was really around or anything. But uh, yeah, that was my last not doing that. I I hit the fucked up lottery too much. There won't be a, a soul in sight in the moment I walk in that motherfucker. Someone's <laughs> on the roof or something. Someone's watching me from the roof and they scale down <laughs> on a rope, even. You know what I mean? And they jump in the car and they're gone. It's too late. And the Strangler says uh, Robinson is better than uh, Robert Woods. Couple still finish as a top three wide receiver. Safe pick. Robinson could be a sneaky number two. I mean, I think that Robinson is good as the best number sneaky. two. I, I think it's sneaky to people that like think they don't they don't remember Robinson because. Recency bias is a motherfucker. People just he's the best Robinson. number. He's the best number two on any team, right? I think it's between him and T. Higgins as the best number two. Yeah, and then like you know, the no one's taking three away from like uh, maybe uh, Thielen if he plays all year long. Like Thielen's a double digit touchdown motherfucker. You know what I mean? But there really is no. I mean, maybe Ayuk if if if, uh, if Lance can be a guy who can stretch the field super tough like like we all like we all expect you know that's going to open up more uh, more plays for someone like an iuke you know what i mean and like because then i would argue like we have one of the best duos too it's just that people won't agree if it, they, they maybe they look at talent wise but like people are going to look at numbers all the time first and that's why no one's everyone's sleeping on Allen robinson because they're going to look at it last year oh he didn't do shit he was hurt all year he was making business decisions he was like listen uh let's just tell him i have an ankle you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was like, fuck that. I ain't playing for this fucking team. You know what I mean? He ain't talking to nobody. Uh, 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 everyone was saying, oh, Darnell Mooney, he, you know, he kicks it off the field with fields. And it's like, yeah, because you know why? Allen Robinson already didn't cut ties with her. He, he already emotionally detached himself from everything. You know what I mean? Uh oh. Mr. Webb throwing out the super chat. Good looking. He said, you blinked five times in 10 seconds, one minute per blink. I like it. Ever since I, like, I, started- I love the analytics. Ever, ever since I was talking shit about the kid in Surf Ninjas who couldn't stop blinking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's funny too because sometimes, like when I'm be shrooming, I just be I just be having my eyes closed behind the glasses. I just be sitting there just. I I get super high and I blink a lot. I guess that that's what's happening. And now that I'm thinking about and it, now you're thinking you're never gonna stop. <laughs> you just close your, just close your eyes. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, Allen Robinson with his 410 yards last year. You know, obviously that's bullshit. But, come on, we're talking about in 2020 and 2019. I mean, 20, <laughs> 2020, 1250, 102 receptions, six touchdowns. Year before that, 1147, 98 receptions, seven touchdowns. I mean, that's with Mitch Trubisky. So, everyone who's hating on Deontay Johnson and Mitch Trubisky I mean, that's kind of what you know, could be like possible. Fucking Blake, go, fucking Blake the Snake, bruh. Shout out to Blake the Goat, even. Blake Borles, bruh. Yeah. Fantasy Championship Goat. And Mr. Webb with the super chat, good looking. He said, I can't tell the other guy's wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> he could be blinking. He could be blinking oh. a mile a minute right now for all. I, I just blinked so much that my glasses almost popped off. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, that's what's crazy. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad that I looked at Allen Robinson's numbers because I kind of forgot. Not saying Deontay Johnson is Allen Robinson, but 150 uh, res- uh, targets in each of those years. Deontay Johnson, I mean, let's go see what his target numbers we're looking like 
and obviously things could change, but Trubisky. Yeah, but now you take away Juju. You mean you're not as worried with Trubisky as you thought you should be with Deontay? Is what you're saying? Right, because if Deontay Johnson's going to be leading the team in targets, which I assume, I mean, either him or Chase Claypool, you know, now that Juju's gone, he had a hundred. Oh, hold on, a hundred and sixty-nine targets last year. Sixty-nine, dude. And then a hundred and forty-four the year before. I think he can stay around the 150 range as much as they're going to be throwing it. Like, it's not like they're not going to be throwing it. See, and, and this is that type of shit that, that we're, we're going to be breaking all type of shit down like this specifically on receivers because it is receiver week. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and yeah. continuing it on Playmaker Show tonight, 6.30 p.m. West Coast time. Tap in. We're going live. Taking y'all to, to wide receiver university. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. Okay. And on that note, Let's get the hell up out of here. We'll see you in like uh, two, what, two and a half hours are we talking about here? Something like that. Uh, yep, yeah. Yo, we ran this thing long. Pause. Yep. All right. We're out. We'll see you later tonight. Peace. Peace. As I make my way, the fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame. It's no surprise I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to waste. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. Everything in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your work, sure would help a lot. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.